Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Praise God. Amen. It is our privilege to have Brother Jones with us from Stockton, California. He did just a wonderful job of preaching and ministering last Wednesday night, and we're believing God's going to use him greatly again today. Can you say amen? Now, there's one thing I want want to establish before I turn the pulpit over to Brother Jones. You will find baskets in front of three sections today because we are going to, at the conclusion of the service, I'm not trying to embarrass him, but we need to be a blessing to the man of God. And so we're gonna take a love offering today. And that offering of obviously is separate from the one that we just took. So if you are willing to support Brother Jones in his ministry, we want you to come and give that offering and we'll make sure he takes it all back to California with him because he's leaving all he's got here today. When he leaves this pulpit, he will have given you everything he's got. So let's be a blessing to him today. Brother Jones, God bless you. My friend, come and take your liberty. Appreciate your ministry. join me if you want to. I just got to worship God for a minute. such anointing in here pastor when I walked in I felt it in the song service I felt it stronger I don't know what you came for but I'm telling you you have a God that loves you and he's going to meet your needs today amen hallelujah he loves his people and all he wanted to do with Adam and Eve is just walk in the, the cool of the evening with them. He wanted to know his creation. Amen. I want you to notice one thing. He spoke all the other creatures in existence. But he loved you. He created man and put his breath in him. He created woman and put his breath in that woman but the rest of the animals and creatures of the earth he just spoke it and it happened my God loves you that he put his own breath in you amen we ought to praise God this morning amen for the breath that you have it came from the Lord amen hallelujah hallelujah thank you pastor Kylie for having me and I want to thank the church for everything that you have done for me 
I felt your prayers before I got here. God has anointed me to preach this morning to you. But before I do, I got to have my friend, Brother Mitchell, come. I want him to share. We ain't been sitting around the house. You can be seated for a little bit. Amen. I want to thank you for standing and waving and that you, God done something for you. But if this church will take an example of what we did in these last few days, brother, you'll be expanding your church. I told you Wednesday night, signs and wonders what's going to bring the people here. We have the word, we always had the word, but we have never had the signs and wonders like we need it. And in this time, I want Brother Mitchell just to share a few things of what happened and how God even opened the door to the governor. Praise the Lord. Our Friday afternoon, we were downtown in one of the buildings. And when we came out, I saw the news all around the individual. And I said, hey, Brother Jones, that's our governor, Scott Walker. I said, I got to talk to him. And we stood on the side, and I kept inching closer. And I'm waiting for the media to disperse so I can get right up in his face. So when they cleared, I said, Governor Walker, Ron Mitchell. And he came toward me. And here's what I said to him. I said, your wife was just at our ladies' retreat up in the Dells a couple months ago. He said, let me tell you, she's not been the same since. Praise the Lord. That's glory to God. He said, the ladies of your district made such an impact on my wife. He said, we do read and pray in the morning. And I believe she told the ladies that as well. So after that, we are driving to my house and I called my sister. And I said, Judy, we're in the neighborhood. You want us to stop? I said, you want us to pray for you? And she said, yes, yeah. she was crying. And she was in pain. Shoulders bad sciatic nerve, pain down the lake, down her leg. So we came in. I let Brother Jones just minister, and I let him lead the way, and I just kind of followed behind. And we prayed for her. And the Lord healed her like that. Like that. Then she said, my 10-year-old granddaughter's out in the kitchen sitting at the table with her sister. And you know she was born deaf in her right ear. And she's never heard out of that right ear. Would you pray for her? I said, sure, we will. So we went in there. Brother Jones put his hand on her deaf ear and prayed for her. And in the name of Jesus, you guessed it, God opened that deaf ear. Hey. Go. Hallelujah. 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 Pentecostal church we ought to give God some glory you go to a football game and they're shouting standing up jumping up and down they went crazy over a football but here Jesus Christ opened an ear and we just woo so we gave her a test my sister put her hand over the good ear 
and pressed on it so she couldn't hear. And Brother Jones backed away from Brianna. He got a little ways away. And he said almost in a whisper, and he said this, if you can hear me, raise your right arm. And her arm went up. God did that. Then right off the kitchen, there's a bedroom, and my sister cares for a 98-year-old man. He's laying in bed, skin and bones, frail. Blind in his left eye, couldn't see out of this eye because of an infection, and all that he could see was a big black spot, big black spot. So he put his hands over his eyes, and he prayed for him, and he said, how many fingers am I holding up? Well, he said the wrong number. He still couldn't see. Brother Jones wasn't satisfied with that. So he said, we're going to pray again. And he laid his hands over his eyes again. And he said, how many fingers am I holding up? He said, one. Yesterday at 11 o'clock, my sister called me and told me I can go up and down the stairs. I have no pain. I'm pain-free. God really healed me. The little girl can hear. And Carl, when she came into his room, he started hollering, I can see. I can see. Judy, I can see you. I'm saying glory to God. People don't have to believe it, but try to tell those three people that God healed that it didn't happen because it happened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He can do great things and he's here to do great things for every one of you today. Amen. 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 Give God the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You can be seated. I'm going to read the scripture, you know. I've been in church where they stand up. That's fine, you know, and they give reverence to the word. That's really good. But, you know, you don't have to today because I'm going to take my time and go through it. But I found out laying in bed, I could read the word and it still works. (laughs) <laughs> if I don't watch it I'll fall asleep <laughs> but I want you to sit down I want you to relax because God's got something for you and I'm going to take my time and go through some scripture just this really one scripture and uh, but there's a lot of message in this amen that's not really all that happened I mean you can talk to him after church. There's a bunch of things happen. A lot of other miracles. <laughs> but he just gave you a, a, about a 10 minute little thing that happened. And so, but uh, God did some great stuff. If we go out of this church two by two, just like the apostles, you wouldn't be able to put everybody here. That's what made the Lord's ministry outstanding there was already churches there his was outside the church and he had thousands and thousands of people followed him why because his miracles we leave out the miracles we don't really go into a lot of miracles but if we did we would see more miracles And when we stand and give God the glory for when something happened, you recognize that he paid the price. See, I don't have a stripe on my back. I told you that Wednesday night. I can't heal heal a fly, in other words. I can't do nothing. 
but he paid a price for you. Amen. So God is here, and I'm excited what God is going to do. And I was going to, I want to step out on what you call a limb. Hebrews 11.1. Faith is the subject of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, God was dealing with me the other day. This is not even my message. If this don't happen, don't ever ask me back. I'm going to see Pastor Kylie's daughter walking through this door here in a short period of time. See, I know the devil's a liar. Not only that, she's going to be healed. Her mind is going to be free. There's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost here. There's going to be a revival here. In the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, God has heard your prayers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to step out of the box and call it as it is. Hallelujah, that's where faith begins to put action with. Well, Brother Jones, what if you're wrong? So what? At least I tried and I called it. Amen. Hallelujah. I know I had preachers said, leave a back door open. Don't tell them they're healed. Uh, What chapter and page is that in? (laughs) I haven't found it. If I could just say an encouragement word, words are strong. I could talk to somebody and make them sad and cry. And I could talk to somebody and make them laugh and be joy. Why can't I tell them they're healed? Because that's what the Bible says. We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I might as well put some faith in them. And let God, because God paid the price. And it's up to God when it does happen. Amen. I see more miracles than I have. I haven't seen miracles because God verifies his word. Amen. I want to preach out of Mark chapter 10 and 46. Man, you guys look good. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you, somebody's going to get their healing while I'm up here preaching. Hallelujah. We seen that Wednesday night even. Hallelujah. The Spirit's going to flow through here just like it was in that upper room. Hallelujah. God will move through here and people's go, ooh. How many of you got a, brought their handkerchiefs today? Remember what I said? If I'm preaching, just come up and start wanting me and send it to whoever you're going to send it to. That's Bible. Mark 10 and 46. And they came to Jericho. Everybody said they came to Jericho. You know, when they came to Jericho, they bought 20 miles out and 
And when in them days when they coming down the road, people ran out because they heard they had a, like a forerunner. They knew he was coming to Jericho. They knew at that time Jesus Christ was coming because they didn't have a phone back then, but they had people that said, "Oh, he's going to Jericho." Man, they'll run all the way to Jericho and tell them, Jesus is coming. Prepare. Jesus is coming. And that's the way they did it. And when they, when closer he got people out of Jericho, when they heard it, they started coming to meet Jesus. They were, that's how they did back there. They wanted to be there. They wanted to go with him. They wanted to see what he was going to do. And they, oh, we heard about this Jesus. We want to be there in his presence. So when they came to Jericho, the city came out to meet him. Amen. When we come to the house of God, we ought to be coming to expect to, to see him. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't see the pastor. Don't see me because you came to see Jesus. I've been in churches where they say, I seen the angels and people get all excited. My Bible says two or three gathered together in my name. There he is in the midst of them. Hallelujah. I get excited when Jesus is here. Amen. It's okay for the angels to drop by, but I'm excited when Jesus Christ came in. Hallelujah. And that's where we need to be when we get excited for church. Hallelujah. You know, I, I heard testimonies, you know, or, or a preacher say, you know, we had to uh, ask each other, are we ready for church? Well, when I come to church, I never, I was first one dressed and ready to go after I got saved. I mean, there ain't no way I'm going to miss church. If I was on a vacation and I was only 10 hours away, I can make church. If not, I find a church. I wasn't going to miss the word of God. Amen. I was coming out uh, to Las Vegas to do a revival. And this preacher called and I didn't even know him. He, he said, I was praying and God told me to call you. How'd you get my number? God, he got your number too. <laughs> Amen. You might think you're hiding, but you ain't hiding. <laughs> and he began to prophesy over me and what's going to happen out there. And I go, wow. So I get down in uh, Santa Rosa. And I said, I got to get off and get some gas. So I drive downtown so it'd be a little cheaper and then right on the freeway. And I go down there and I get my gas and I'm getting ready to leave. And this guy comes up spitting on me asking for money and real filthy, you know, and he stuttered a lot. And I go, all I have is a credit card. And so I go down to the restaurant and there's a McDonald's. I said, I'll stop and get a chicken salad, you know. So I get my food and I get a little extra money from McDonald's and I'm sitting back there, you know. And I see people coming in, but nobody came in. I'm right there at the door and I'm looking, you know, and I'm, and the Lord said, I opened this up, and the Lord said, what was that if that was an angel? Uh, I'm busy eating, looking at my stuff here. And so when I get done, I'm going to throw the trash away. And this guy, how was your chicken salad? Now, how did he know I had a chicken salad? I look over there. It looks like the guy that asked for money, but he was cleaner. And he didn't stutter. I said, how'd you get here? He didn't answer. Because this is a little ways from the gas station. 
And he was walking. And I go, are you the one that asked me for the money? Yes. And the Lord knew how much money I just got. He said, give him $10. I gave him $10. And I said, now you got a word for me? He spit it out for five minutes. Give me scriptures and everything. Same thing that pastor gave me when he called me in Amarillo on the freeway. I was blown away. And then the Lord said, ask for your $10 back. I said, can I have my $10 back? Now he said, take out the other 10 and give it to him. Now he's got $20. (laughs) And so I give him the $20, you know. And so I go to the door and I look back. Nowhere in sight. We entertain angels unaware of. When you're out of this church, I don't care what they look like, what they are, you better be nice to them. They could be an angel checking you out. Amen. Jericho. They run out to meet him. Now, the Bible says here, when they, as they went out of Jericho. Now, they've been in there, and so the words got out that he was there. And now, when he was... uh, And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway, side begging. Now, he was just sitting there, and and he's blind, but he could hear. Sometimes we're blind, and we need to hear more. Amen? Amen? He's just sitting there and he could hear the rubble coming down the road. He could hear uh, the chatter coming, what God was doing already in Jericho. And when he, 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 he could hear their voice a little closer, he began to cry out, the Bible said. Jesus! He didn't holler. The Bible said he cried out. He had to have some tears. Sometimes we want God to do something, but we, oh, Lord, would you give it to me? I need this. I need that. Do you get it? Maybe you're not hollering enough where he could hear you. And my God ain't death. He might want to see how, how bad you want it. You know, I was a kid, and I wanted this red wagon so bad. We went to a friend's house, and and they had a, a this beautiful uh, wagon. And I said, man, I want that wagon. And dad, you know, they were dirt poor and they didn't have no money. And so dad said, you can't have it. We don't have no money. I want a wagon. I want this red wagon. He took that belt off. Now, I might have got a few stripes from him after that one. I run around the house. I want that wagon, I want that wagon, I want the wagon, I want the wagon. I come around. He grabbed me and whipped me again, let me go. I want that wagon. It went on about 10 wraps. Mom stepped in, referee. Honey, you're going to have to get him that wagon. He ain't going to shut up. (laughs) 
I found out at a young age I could get what I want. It might cost me a little pain now and then. Blind Bonamus, he heard that Lord is coming. He cried out to Jesus. And when he cried out, you know what they said? Shut up. Some of you want to do something for God and people around here say, you're making too much noise. You don't need to do that. Who do you think you are trying to get God's attention? What do you, you know, what do you want? Oh, I just want to see. I just want to do something for the kingdom of God. I want to give some Bible studies. I want to be a witness to God. You cry out to God and I'm going to tell you, he's going to stop by. Bring him here. He asked for him. But before they try to shut him up, how many of you try to do something for God and somebody try to talk you out of it? Amen. The devil knows. The devil didn't want him to see because if he got his eyesight, he was going to follow the Lord. Sometimes when we get saved, you know, the devil don't want us to be saved and he don't want us to do nothing in the church when we come because we're not just going to sit here. We're going to advance in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I want to take all these little nuggets with me, you know, when I go up there. Hallelujah. I don't want to just come up there and the Lord said, what are you doing? I sat on the pew. Hmm. He's going to be the judge, not me. <laughs> but I know the Bible says you've got to be the doer of the word. He said, I'll take a vengeance on the ones that do not know God and the ones that do not obey the gospel. So... I don't know about you today, but I want to put enough in you where that you'll start screaming out to God to get something. I don't care if it's financial need. Maybe he was, you could be there and Jesus coming by and say, God, today I need a miracle. I need a blessing on my finances. I need a job. People at our church, I tell them, they come up and say, Brother Jones, I need a job. Write it down. I told you Wednesday, if you... Whatever God does, write it down and date it. I said, write it down, put your salary down, and what kind of benefits you want. Then you show God and ask him for it. They'll come by next week and say, God, I got that job. Well, praise the Lord. You got to get the, the attention of God. God already knows what you need before you even ask him. Amen. Hallelujah. God said, uh, y'all been praying for a revival and miracles and signs and wonders and, and, and fill this house. And God said, I know. But I want to see somebody's heart to be put into it. Amen. You've got to have that desire to move forward. Amen. No matter what the devil's coming and say, look, look at our size. You know, it's not very big, but it don't matter. God will move it. Hallelujah. Jesus started out with just as his apostles, 12. And then he ended up with thousands. I believe you're going to build some, brother. There's some, it's something that's brewing in the spirit realm. See, this, this world that we live in is, is so real. We can see things. Now, there's a spiritual world just as real as this. All you got to do is tap into it. 
and you got it. Set by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus. Now, here's another step forward that got Jesus' attention. The son of David. Think about what I'm just saying. Not only that he heard about Jesus Christ, but he knows that he is the son of David. He just wanted another guy named Jesus walking around here. He said, that's the son of David. Woo! He had the knowledge of who he is. Hallelujah. We got to have the knowledge of who God is. Amen. And we see these miracles. We'll see the growth of the church. But I'm telling you, God got his hands on this church. Hallelujah. That's why I stepped out and I said what I said. And nearly every time I said anything, I haven't come back negative. It's always been positive. And I don't claim to be a prophet, but God uses me because I'm bold and I'll step out and I'll say things. Maybe it don't make a lot of sense, but I still step out and do it. Amen. And God wants you to step out. No matter what it looks like. Oh, wait, that ain't no way that's going to happen. When you think like that, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> but you get out and think about what God could do. He's a miracle God. He, he can speak this world in existence. And it happened, didn't it? You know, one day I was telling somebody, you know, the Lord said, my word will go out and shall not return void. If it wasn't so, we wouldn't be here today. Because this earth wouldn't crumble up. <laughs> but we're here because the word stays together. And when we learn that today, we'll see things happen. Some of you praying for your families you, to come back, your children. All you got to do is ask and God will do it. Sometimes we might have to find a little closet and cry out to God. And God, it's that time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to save them. I love them that much. Bonimaeus. Not only that he got his eyesight, but he followed the Lord, the Bible said. Amen. Thy son of David have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more the great deal. Thou son of David have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. I'm telling you, when you get God's attention, <laughs> something is going to happen. I don't care what you're going through. You get his attention, he's going to stop and look at you. And not only he's going to look, he's going to come to you or call you and come there. That's why I'm here. God brought me here. Did I call you to come? No, it was through God. God set it up and then I called you and made sure it was all right. But God opened the door. I never been in the church with, without God opening that door. You know, we always think we got to do the legwork. He sent the apostles where he wanted them. If we'll listen to the Lord... He'll guide your steps here to these neighbors and 
There's people here that's been crying out. God woke me up the other night and show me the hurt. He showed me some young people the other day and I shared it with a few young ladies. He showed me there's some people crying out and God has heard their cries. God is going to bring some more young people right here. When he brings these young people, guess who comes with them? Mom, pop, brothers, amen, uncles. But God, show me the youth. And you know why he stopped? Because he's heard the youth crying. That's all it takes. If you have faith of a child, if you have faith as a child, you can say to this mountain, whoo, I tried that a few times. I ain't seen none move. Not physical mountains, but other little mountains that in spiritual realm, my dealings, God has took care of them. Amen? But you know, I still believe he, if I say that that mountain is going to happen, I still call that mountain to be gone when I go down the highway. <laughs> you know, I would shake this whole uh, country up if mountains would be moving, wouldn't it? Be disappearing. <laughs> I said, well, I said, that's what the Bible God said. I could talk to that mountain and be gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know, we're going to have to have faith to ask God anything. No matter what we're going through. When we're going through a trial, it's hard to, to call on his name. It's hard to get a hold of God because the devil beat us down so hard. We don't have a breath to say anything. How many of you been that way? Amen. Hallelujah. But you know, Call on the name of Jesus. He's going to stop and stand still. He, st- he stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort. Arise. I mean, raised. He called thee and he cast away his garments and arose and came to Jesus and Jesus answered and said unto him, What will I thou that I should do unto thee? He knows he's blind, but he wants him to tell me. God knows your situation that you're going through today, but he wants you to tell him. Amen? Hallelujah. The Lord that I am might receive my sight. Hmm. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith had made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the way. There's a lot of power that you have and don't know it. You got the Holy Ghost and there's power in the name of Jesus. In Acts 1 and 8, he said you uh, received the power after you received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You're going to receive it. It's a gift. I don't have to, you know, uh, to shake anybody. I don't have to touch anybody. God said it's a gift. I can hold my billfold out and pull a $100 bill out and I want to give it to you. You'd have your hand out. That's automatic. 
Well, I don't need it. <laughs> you got your hand out. It's a gift. I've seen people get the Holy Ghost. I was in the... We're going to pray here in a minute for people getting the Holy Ghost because people have been wanting the Holy Ghost around here. And I was in Fresno, California, and I was preaching, and, this, and I called an altar call, and I was, had a bunch of people lined up for the Holy Ghost, and this one guy. I said, relax. God will feed you the Holy Ghost. He tightened up a little worse. And everything I said, raise your hands. He done the opposite. And the Lord said, tell him to squeeze his hand one more time and I'll give him the Holy Ghost. I said, go ahead, squeeze your hand. I mean, the Holy Ghost came all over him. God made a believer and found out he came in to destroy the church. And God said, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and God filled that young guy with the Holy Ghost and he ran all over the church when he got it. I mean, he got loose. And he ran and ran and ran. And after service, he began to tell us the story. So if you come up here, I don't care if you got doubt, unbelief, because I know God. He said, it's a gift. It's a gift. Just like Bonimaeus. He said, by my stripes, you are healed. It's a gift. When he gives you a healing, it's a gift. You didn't have to go and pay for a surgery. You don't have to go and have an old operation. He said, it's a gift. I'll give it to you. I seen people get healed the other day, even here and then downtown and everywhere we went. I said, you can't even go and take an aspirin that quick and get healed. <laughs> Amen. You know, Tennessee is really crazy down there. Georgia, Tennessee, I go down there and I'm preaching and, and, I, and this little old lady gets down. Brother Jones, I'm 87. I never took an aspirin in my life. Another little lady, I'm 89, Brother Jones, and I never took an aspirin. I go to another church. This guy's bouncing all up and down the altars praying for people. He dressed real nice. I thought he was in his 70s. He's 104. He goes, Brother Jones, I never took an aspirin. I said, what's in the water around here? Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. If we'll just depend on Jesus Christ, we'll see these miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. But we know this time we got to, we could drive to the doctor and say, the doctor, here's what happened. You know, and he, oh, all right, I'm in the money business. So let's have a surgery. Where'd God? Now, them people, they still hanging on to the old style. And I think we got to go back to the old ways. Amen. God ain't changed. And God has no respect of a person. If he did it for them people in Tennessee, he'll do it right here in Wisconsin. We're the one that changed. God has never changed. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to, anybody that wants the Holy Ghost, would you just come on down here a minute? Because see, he's talking about thunderstorms. We're going to get a washout here in a minute. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is going to pour out his spirit. Amen. I don't care how many times you've been down here wanting the Holy Ghost. God will give it to you. But you got to cry out. He's not going to give it to you if you ain't going to do nothing. Unless he tells me like that guy then. I'll say, well, do the opposite. But I'm telling you, if you want the Holy Ghost, 
See, everybody just sitting. Now, I know you, there's some people here that need the Holy Ghost. You should make your way down here. Say, Brother Jones, I've been praying. I want this Holy Ghost. I want the evidence speaking in tongues. Without this Holy Ghost, the Bible says you can't even make heaven. I wouldn't want to go home not knowing if I can make heaven. He told Nicodemus, you've got to be born of the water and the spirit. He said, you can't even see the kingdom of heaven without it. Woo, that's powerful. Man. So when I got repented and that guy told me, you need the Holy Ghost, I said, well, what's the Holy Ghost? He said, well, read it in the Bible. So I found it in the Bible and I read everything about it and I called him on the phone. I said, I need the Holy Ghost. Me and my wife were sitting on the couch. He was standing right here. He was going back and forth. I said, well, I want the Holy Ghost. Well, begin to pray. Now, how am I going to get it while I'm praying? Because I never seen nobody get the Holy Ghost. I don't even know what it is. Really. Except I know you're going to speak in tongues. And he looked at me. Pray, pray. Wow, my wife starts speaking in tongues. I, I get mad. I said, God, I'm the one that was seeking for it. I'm the one that wanted it. I wouldn't have read everything about it. And the Lord said, keep praying. <laughs> I'm crying like Bonimaeus. And all of a sudden, snot was falling everywhere. But you know what? I started speaking in tongues. God gave me the Holy Ghost. He said it was a gift. And I'm thinking about the pastor had to slap me or something to get it. He didn't touch me. You got a God has compassion for you today. He loves you so much. He loves you more than you'll ever think about or understand about. You have a God for that. Does anybody need a healing then tonight? Would you come? How about a miracle? Don't be shy. God is here. She says she's hurting real bad, bone on bone. She needs surgery. A few other things. She's in a lot of pain. I want to show you how quick. My God. I say she's crying out. Sister, the Lord loves you. Hold your hands out like you're going to receive something. I'm going to touch your forehead. You're going to feel a warmth coming around all your joints. 
God is going to heal you. When he heals you, look at your finances and the rest of your problems. They're going to be gone. Because you're going to know without a doubt what I spoke is true. Receive it now in Jesus' name. To be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Walk. Go ahead and move your arms, swing them around, your legs, your hands, your wrist. He heard her cry. He's heard her cry and God came in to her. Watch. Sister, I want you to look at me now. Check yourself out. Make sure. Now, do you have any pain? No. If your God could take the pain that quick, he could fill you with the Holy Ghost that quick. It doesn't matter if you got pain or what. Let me, let me say something to you so you know what's happening here. We've brought our Sunday school children in because they want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And they heard that God was going to pour out his spirit at the altar today. So that's why they're here. We're having people come out of the pews that have a need of receiving the spirit or they need a healing or they need a miracle. And we want to invite all of you, if you have a need, to come and be prayed for today. But more than that, God wants our participation in what he's doing. And the thought that was on my mind was in 2007, I had a kidney stone. Worst pain I've ever had in my entire life. Lost every bit of pride that I had. When my wife finally got me to the hospital in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, I know that the procedure is that you go to admitting and you pull out your insurance card and you wait in line. But when you're in pain and when you're hurting, 
and there's a doctor or there's some medicine that can minister to your need, you lose all your pride. She took me to the emergency room. I jumped out of the car. I ran in there. I found the first bed I could get on. I jumped on the bed. I didn't have permission. And I said, I need morphine. And I need a doctor. And I need him now. And when you get to that point spiritually in your life, where pride doesn't matter anymore, where your need is so great, and you know that there's somebody and something inside of that place that can minister to your hurting need, that's when you're gonna be ministered to, whether it's a hospital or it's a church. We've got a great physician in the house. Everything that's needed for your situation is at the altar today. And we've even got some good nurses and some uh, medical assistants, that's what the church is, that will help minister to your need today. So if you've got a need, get rid of your pride. Come to the altar today. Cry out to God like Bartimaeus did and say, God, I'm here and I'm not leaving till I get what I need from you. This altar's open for prayer. Let's be a blessing, Lord, to, to Brother Jones as well. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.